98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, Tim Ring filling in for Burns. who's driving Pacific Coast Highway, I think. He's up in uh, California, him and his wife doing a road trip. So he's off all week. Tim Ring's going to be filling in. I heard Bickley and Murata talking about this when I was uh, on my way to the gym or on my way home from the gym today, whatever I was doing. This is um, unbelievable, by the way. I'm glad you, I'm glad we're doing this as a topic. You like this? I don't not, like not, it, but I think, uh, but I, but, but I, it deserves it deserves to be ridiculed and mocked. The guy who wrote it, Sean Davini, is actually like a. I think he's been a long time writer. I think he's a. Let me see, Sean Davini, NBA insider, content editor for Heavy.com. Um, I think he's been around the block for a while. So he has this story. Now, again, I like th- this is something that he heard. So this isn't him, his story. Here's what he said. Heavy.com, Sean Devaney spoke with a Western Conference executive who could see a possible deal where Anthony Davis gets sent to the Phoenix Suns for a, parac- for a package surrounding DeAndre Ayton and Cam Johnson. <laughs> Phoenix would be an interesting fit, too, once Aiton can be traded, the executive said. They could do Cam Johnson and Aiton, something like that. He goes, I am sure some in L.A. would expect a big return for Davis, but with the injuries the last few years, it would be tough to trade him. There's a lot of reasons why they keep him, but that is one. You're not going to get fair value because of the injuries. So Lakers could swap Anthony Davis for DeAndre Aiton. And, uh, you know, the former number one pick. So that was out there by, you know, a longtime NBA guy. I heard Bickley Murata touch on this today. Now, I didn't even know that story existed. I'm like, all right, let me go find this thing. So I got home after my uh, my workout, and I'm like, all right, let me see. And I, there it is. And there it is. There's the story right there. And then I read it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, let's let's discuss this. Now, again, this isn't somebody making this up. He spoke with a Western Conference executive who said that this could be a possibility. Yeah, but but come on. that's Oh, it's not a possibility. I mean, I don't think that that's a possibility. Right, but let's understand a Western Conference executive is a pretty broad term. I mean, it could have been like the Memphis Grizzlies video coordinator. <laughs> no, that's not an executive. Well. It's not like an executive would be a GM I'm, or an assistant GM. I'm using GM. hyperbole. Yeah, but it could be the assistant to the assistant GM. GM. No hyperbole here on this show. What, whatever it is, there's no way a a, a level-headed, clear-thinking GM for which would, team for any team in the Western Conference okay. would think would think this is something that James Jones would actually do. No, listen. All due respect for Anthony Davis and how great he is when healthy. He's never healthy. He's never healthy. There is no way you are trading DeAndre Ayton and Cam Johnson for Anthony Davis. If they traded for him right now, I would probably rule him out for the first game of the NBA playoffs with an injury. And then he hints later he's in the article, always injured. Oh, he's always injured. Plus, I mean, you're completely disrespecting the abilities of DeAndre Ayton and Cam Johnson. DeAndre Ayton, I think, still is on the verge of being an all-star okay. in this league, and Cam Johnson's on the verge of being an excellent starter yeah. uh, in this league. But how good is Anthony Davis when he is healthy? Okay, forget about the injuries. Take that out for a second. He is, a when healthy, one of the best players in this league. Okay, if, He if, is one of the best players in the entire NBA. But you can't, you just can't evaluate Anthony Davis without 
factoring in the no, injuries. If I'm not mistaken, I think Devin Booker replaced him in the All-Star game last year. It's impossible not to do it. I get it. If Booker Anthony Davis, him. if you could wave a magic wand and say, Anthony Davis, you're going to play in 82 games for five straight seasons, would I think mm-hmm. about doing that deal? Yeah, I would think about doing that deal if I were James Jones, but you can't do that. It, that's, that, that, that's, that, that's a utopian view on this guy that absolutely is not based in any sort of reality, knowing the injury history, history of Anthony Street yep. Close. Davis, I, and the, listen. Later in the article, he talks about even Chris Paul being included in the deal. I mean, that's how preposterous. Well, this that's is. preposterous. I mean, you know, again, like the the heavy dot com. I mean, Sean Devaney. Listen, I'm sure he's had a great career. You know, I I, I don't know if he's the most prominent NBA insider. No, I don't know. No, no, I don't know who he no. spoke to. This this phantom Western NBA, Conference executive. Yeah, it's just it's it's. Listen, would the Lakers do that in a heartbeat? Absolutely, they would. And that and that tells you. Well, what would that something? mean for their window of winning? With see, their chance to win with LeBron is completely um, dependent on Anthony Davis being healthy. LeBron and Anthony Davis go into the playoffs healthy. They're a force. I, we listen. I don't like them, and I don't think he will be healthy. I mean, I remember against the. I remember how pissed all the L.A. beat writers and everybody were because I was getting all the Anthony Davis info and he's not going to be out for this game. He's got a groin injury. He's not going to play. Yeah. And I had some inside tips on all the L.A. stuff when his sons were playing the Lakers. But, you know, if Anthony – but for, if you're LeBron – and you know you want to win. Anthony Davis gives you the best chance to win. If you if you're Rob Palinka and you kind of want to start over, well then a DeAndre Ayton Cam Johnson package is a great way to start over. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And also, listen, Gamble. I mean, I, I get it. A healthy LeBron and a healthy AD, they want a championships to, championship together. But by the time the playoffs roll around next year, that 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 championship is three years in the rearview mirror. And LeBron James is no spring chicken anymore, and Anthony Davis has three more years of wear and tear on that brittle body. So I don't think the LeBron-AD combo in the postseason of 2023 is is as formidable as it was in the summer of 2020. I just I don't I don't think you can look at those two guys the same. I don't I just don't know if Anthony a healthy Davis and LeBron are the automatic duo that make the Lakers a title contender anymore. No, it just makes them a threat. The, it the, makes them a threat because at any point he could go for 30 points and 15 rebounds and block five shots. Yeah, and you know that a threat, but I don't think they're in the same. Even given who they have around them. I, I I just don't I don't think those two are in the same stratosphere as some of these other teams in the upper echelon in the NBA. Not I'm talking Western and Eastern Conference. Now, when you talk about the Warriors and the Bucks and the Suns, even a healthy AD and LeBron, I don't think that in twenty in twenty twenty two twenty twenty three, I just don't think those two have enough now in the tank mm-hmm. uh, to to to. Are they a threat? Are they formidable? Yes. Well, I got part of that now. Are they championship contender? Type are they a championship contender type? I just don't see that. That thirty four year old Pat Bev who misses a lot of games too. No, I mean the, the the key for them is if they're healthy, then they can win. Can they win a seven game series against uh, this against the Warriors or the Suns or the Clippers? Even with Anthony Davis healthy, I would still say no. Yeah, that's and that's where I would I'm going still with say that. No, they can they can win a couple of games. They can put the they can scare you because you know if LeBron and Anthony Davis play well, but you still you have to look at you have to look at injuries. You have to look at availability. 
and whether Anthony Davis would be available or not. Now, I'm, you know, listen, if the Suns could get Anthony Davis by giving up five first round picks, okay, you know, it's, well, that's a different story. I'll I mean, put this, him at power talking. forward, I'll put DeAndre Ayton at center, <laughs> yes. and I'll, I'll roll with that. But am I giving up DeAndre Ayton? Uh, see, here's the thing with DA, too. So many people are going to, and this is a tough spot for the Suns to be in because I don't think they have any plans to move him, and I don't think that they will trade him in January when he's first eligible to be traded in the middle of January. I, you know, everybody's going to point to that date. Even the schedule makers, believe it or not, the schedule makers, the first game the Suns play after the official date that DeAndre could be traded is the Nets. Nets. (laughs) That's the first, that's the first game. The first game that they, and it's a nationally televised game, just in case. I don't think that DA gets traded. I don't expect he's going to be traded. I think they move on and they uh, they roll with him. But let's see how the season plays. Some of that may depend on, on on how how he plays in the beginning of the year. How he plays and listen. I mean, there's there's other great players in this league, but the only player I could see them trading DA, if DeAndre Ayton is playing and playing at a at a level that we've seen the last couple of years. I think the only player that I think conceivably they would move him for would be Kevin Durant. Yeah, you know, the, the, realistically, I mean, obviously the Bucks are not going to trade Giannis, but in terms of a player who I'll might take be Giannis for the A, yeah, I would too. Mm. That'd be a good trade by James Jones. Get on that. But if, if you're talking about realistic potential <laughs> trades, I, I mean, there aren't many guys out there that I think the Suns would pull the trigger for, giving up DeAndre Ayton, no. Kevin Durant being one, and he may never be Embiid or Jokic, but DA can be a valuable player as we've seen, especially in the playoffs last year, not this past year, but the year before when they went to the NBA Finals, he was awfully, awfully good. All right, the Arizona Cardinals still no quarterbacks added, but they did let one go. Where does the quarterback room stand now? We'll tell you next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, Tim Ring filling in for Dave Burns today. We're going up till 6 o'clock today, and then it'll be D-backs baseball. The debut of Corbin Carroll, the top prospect in all of baseball, called up by the Arizona Diamondbacks, batting eighth and playing in right field today. We'll have more on that later. The Cardinals, the quarterback room, we're sitting here, and I think people are starting to panic right now. They uh, they made a cut today. They cut Josh Jackson. He was a second-round pick in 2018 by the Packers. The Cardinals added him after the unfortunate incident with Jeff Gladney in which he lost his life. The Cardinals added him. I thought from what I heard, he had got off to a pretty good start, but they end up cutting him today. So you've got your three main cornerbacks that you have on the roster in, in Antonio Hamilton. We don't know the status of him. Um, I'm not sure if he'll even be ready for opening day. We'll see. You've also got Marco Wilson and you've got Byron Murphy. And then the only other quarterback you really have is, is the rookie Christian Matthew is the only other cornerback that you have on the roster, although you'll play Isaiah Simmons summit quarterback. So, You've got to be anticipating like you're not getting rid of Josh Jackson unless you've got something in the works here to add a cornerback. And because they, your depth is really challenged right now. And let me throw the other name at you, Jace Whitaker. Jace they, Whitaker, they, yep. they have not formally released him yet, but reportedly he has been released. So the Cardinals, listen, they they didn't have NFL caliber quality depth 12 hours ago. Now you get concerned. They don't have. They don't have depth. Period. They don't have depth at all. They don't have bodies. I think they have. Four, they have four guys. 
So, I mean, clearly, listen, clearly they're going to sign guys this week or, or trade or trade or trade. And you run the risk of you now you got to get yeah. somebody up to speed in Vance Joseph's defense for week one against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Not ideal, but I think any opponent would be tough for anybody coming in uh, at the last second, the 11th hour, to try to learn a new defense. But listen, that that's the hand that they've been dealt because they have waited on refortifying that cornerback room for the entire month of August. For whatever the reasons are, that's what's happened. If they trade for a cornerback that's actually a pretty good cornerback, I'm going to say that deal's been in the works for weeks. That it's just a matter of just getting through camp without anybody getting injured, that they may have had something in the works with somebody. We'll see. I mean, I know that they've been working on trading for a cornerback for a couple of weeks now. I thought something may have come down last week. Maybe it's today. Maybe it's tomorrow um, if they trade for one. Because I, I would I would have to think that they've got to have something in the works to get them. They need quality. Right now, just quantity. You've got to get quality. I mean, what can you, you know, what can you get at this point? Can you get a good cornerback that could be one of your top three guys? If they were just worried about quantity, they were. If they were worried just about quantity, they would have. They would have kept Josh Jackson and Jace Whitaker, who played plenty in the preseason. You mentioned Jackson was a high round draft pick not too long ago by the round by by the by the Green Bay. Packers, but listen, they, for for a for a team that is woefully uh, deficient right now from a number standpoint, for the Cardinals to let go of those two guys, I think tells you what they think of those two guys. And even if they bring a Whitaker back on the practice squad, they don't think these guys can. They don't want to put them out on the field no. on a Sunday. No, uh, when the bullets start flying for real. Okay, but right now you're down to like four guys. Yeah, like so you, just you don't. You don't. You don't have. You need to. Have, they've they've got to know that they've got a cornerback coming. And again, I think is it possible. Is it possible that they've got a, a, that they've had a trade worked out with a team, just depending on health from that other team? And look, we'll give you this draft pick for this player. Yeah, I think that you know maybe there's a possibility that's possible that something has been worked out. We'll see. Now, the other thing is, there's going to be 700. Freaking guys that get cut between today and tomorrow. But teams don't cut good cornerbacks. That's the problem. I mean, you need everybody needs three, and you like to have four in case somebody gets hurt. Okay, but you're not kicking those guys to the curb. That's the problem. But somebody's fifth or sixth guy could be better than your fourth. Somebody's sixth cornerback could be better than your fourth. He's definitely better than your fifth because you don't even have a fifth. fifth. (laughs) But as I'm saying, like there are some teams. The 49ers have a lot of depth at edge. They're gonna have to cut a good edge guy. Now these teams, when they know that, they try to make a trade. Like if you're the Cardinals, like you know, you could like I think that they'll keep Victor Dimukeji and Andy Isabella, and I think all five running backs will make the roster. But I mean, if somebody needs a running back, I mean, the Cardinals have five. If somebody needs a wide receiver, and Andy Isabella's popped to them, and they had a good scouting report on him when he was drafted, you might be able to trade for him, or you know, Victor Dimukeji or or Kennard if you want to go get somebody that can rush the passer a little bit. So like that's there there are situations where maybe you make a trade rather than cutting a guy because you can get something for him. Now, the other team that's trading for him, they would rather trade for him because then he's yours instead of him going out into the open market. You don't know if you're going to get him or not. Or maybe at some point now, you're so desperate you have to overpay. And maybe you give up a draft pick a little bit higher than you would normally have liked to give up a draft pick for that situation. Like instead of like, let's say you package, you'd like to package Isabella and a sixth and or Isabella and a 
fifth for a cornerback. Maybe now because you're desperate, it's got to be Isabella in a third, something like that, because you're getting a guy that you think can help you win a game on Sunday. The other team knows it, and you just got to overpay. Because what? you put yourself yeah. in a position where, all right, this is more than we want to give up, but we got to get a body in here. And not just a body. Like you said, Gamble, you need a guy that can play. I mean, otherwise, if you just want a body, you just keep Jackson and Whitaker. You need a guy that can play. Now, if there's a team that their third and fourth cornerbacks are very close, you know, in talent, maybe a team would trade one of them for one of the Cardinals players and a draft pick. I mean, that's always a possibility. The, the Like, the worst case scenario, in my opinion, is that the Cardinals add two guys after cut-down days tomorrow. That they just add two. That they And obviously, it's got to be two that they think are better than Jace Whitaker and Josh Jackson. But right now, I mean, we're talking about, like, the third preseason game is over. There are no more preseason games. The next time they take the field is going to be against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, you're worried about Antonio Hamilton. I, I you know, I have, I don't know if he's going to be ready to go or not. I mean, I've heard some things about it that I'm just not ready to say, but because uh, I don't have, you know, a second know. source on it. But um, and then 14 days I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. <sighs> we all should be concerned right now about the cornerback room. Yeah. Then 14 days after the Chiefs. I mean, like, like Sean McVay, like that offensive mind. What he, Devontae or, Adams and Devontae Adams in week two. I like. I would like to think. Okay, but Byron Murphy here. Wherever Devontae Adams goes, you go, and you can try to at least slow down Derek Carr in that offense that way. But when you talk about an offensive mind like McVeigh and the weapons that he has with Stafford distributing the football. That scares the hell out of me yeah. in week three. No, you know, and listen. I mean, with with the Chiefs in week one, I mean, the, the, the last thing the Cardinals need to do is start one and two or or worse. You saw to where I mean, you, 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 yeah, they got Devontae Adams. They also got Hunter Renfro, and they got Josh Jacobs, and they've got they got talent. So there's like three or four different guys you got to kind of worry about. Like you know, I mean, Hunter Renfro had a thousand yards, had a hundred catches and a thousand yards last year. Had a hundred and three catches and a thousand yards. Are you listening to that, Andy? Is- Isabella, because yeah. if Hunter Renfro can do it, so can you, Hunter my man. Renfro, 5'10". He had 100 receptions last year. So, you know, you've got to worry about it. So it's not just Devontae Adams. So you, that's where you worry. Okay, McKay, Byron Murphy may not be able to shut Devontae Adams down, but you put your best on their best. But what happens when what about the second best guy, the third best guy? I mean, can your second and third cornerbacks hang with those guys? That's where the big mismatches are right now when you're playing the Cardinals. No, it's a scary proposition. And if you're, again, you're picking up guys off the street 10 days before the season opener. Scary proposition. Yeah. Lots of debate right now about what running back, uh, what running, five running backs. Are they all going to make the roster? Is one of them going to get traded? Is one of them going to get cut? We've got a bunch of cuts right now. I think five that I can point to. None of them are running backs. What does that mean for the running back room? We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, big debut tonight. Corbin Carroll, right field, batting eighth. Diamondbacks who swept Tony La Russa's White Sox. I don't know if Tony knows they swept him or not, but they did sweep Tony La Russa's White Sox. Tony, wake up. Tony! (laughs) Tony! 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 (laughs) 
Man, that did not really go well for them, did they, for the White Sox? No, that was a uh, that was a poor choice from the get-go. Um, that 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 Tony Larusa was out of gas when he was here, in my estimation. And he didn't even manage when he was here. He didn't even manage when he was here. He didn't even manage. His days were behind him yeah. as a baseball man. Some like but the, so sometimes it's not just players. Sometimes other people just don't know when to go away either. You know, the, well, the White Sox fired him in 1985. He won a division in 83. And he goes on to be one of the best managers of all time. With the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Jerry Ryan and the A's. And Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, always felt bad about firing him in 85 or whatever year that was. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, I'm going to bring him back. George Steinbrenner brought Billy Martin back Jerry, like three times. Right. <laughs> Remember that commercial? Right, Billy, Billy, you're fired! Billy, but Billy wasn't like 90 like LaRusa. And mm-hmm. I know Tony's not, but he, he, he looks and acts like it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's talk some more Cardinals football. The Arizona Cardinals running back situation. We have uh, no or no further information on it. We're still waiting. Five running backs. Do all five make the team? Do, does, do they try to put one on the practice squad like a Keontae Ingram? What is Josh Ward's situation after he got injured? Is he even available as a premier special teams player? Is he going to make the roster? So there are five guys. They could keep all five, but you're taken away from somewhere else. There's been some speculation. I know our own Tyler Drake think, thinks that Darrell Williams is not going to make the roster. I think he is. I think he's the backup to James Conner. So I think that I think that one and two are set. I think James Conner is one and Darrell Williams is two. And then you've got, you know, Eno Benjamin and Keontae Ingram and Josh Ward. Do you keep five running backs? It's in, you know, you're not going to dress all five on game day, but you keep five because you like the talent. I think Darrell Williams is also going to make the team. Uh, I think you do not let go of a veteran guy like that with experience, a guy who can not only run the football but also catch it out of the backfield. For those who think that Williams is on the block, the chopping block, because you didn't see much of him in the preseason, I think that's because the Cardinals know he's going to be on the football team. Yeah, just by like a, design. Just like a lot of their regulars didn't mm-hmm. play in the preseason. So really, to, to he's me, a it's, proven guy. Like, you know, he's Ian a Benjamin's guy. not proven. Keontae Ingram's not proven. Josh Ward. So at least you know with Darrell Williams, you've got a proven guy that can run the ball, that can catch it out of the backfield, that has experience in case something, like if something happens to Connor and you're, you're one, two punches, Eno Benjamin and Keontae Ingram, like you might be right. in some trouble there. Just you don't have the, the experience there. I, I, I'm a little surprised that there were some people that didn't have Darrell Williams making the roster. I mean, they, it's because he hasn't popped in the preseason. No, I know, so people but he's are like, steady, oh, he's, he's just a steady guy. They I know. know what he can do. There's a reason why he hasn't popped. That's against my point. Here, here listen. Here's the deal. If they keep, if they keep five, there's no discussion. We know the five that are going to make the team. If they keep four, uh, Keontae Ingram. I, th- I just think he's he's looked so impressive in the preseason. Right. I just don't think you can stash him. You might not be able to on the practice squad. No. And I think you used a draft pick on him. I know it's a late round pick, but I look at it and I say. If they keep four, that last spot is going to come down to Eno and Jonathan Ward. If you tried to keep Keon, if you tried to get Keontae through and put him on the practice squad, you're risking somebody saying, "Okay, we're going to grab him." Now, if somebody else grabbed him, they couldn't put him on their practice squad. They'd have to put him on their 53 man roster. So, if you grab somebody 
you know, off the practice squad. If, if you put them on your practice squad, like when, it, when the Cardinals got McSorley on the practice squad, they, you know, you have to keep them on your 53-man roster. I don't know, like, if you put them on your practice squad, you're in danger of somebody liking him and taking him off of it. So it'll be interesting to see what they did, what they do with Ingram. Is he shown enough to our other teams like, oh, I really like that guy? Maybe, maybe not. I just don't know. Um, you could try to get him through and put him on the practice squad, but you could also go with five or, like, if you go with four, I mean, you you know, Ward is a really good special teams player. He's really good. If you feel like you've got other players at special teams, Ward could maybe be expendable just based on what you have at special on special well, teams. Well, they could then could Eno be the odd man out, which would oh, which, man, which would know. be which would be somewhat shocking based on of, everything we always hear because of the immense praise coming out of the coaching staffs and his teammates' mouths since April. For all of that to happen, if they're then for Eno not to make the final fifty-three. However, I will say this, and again, you don't want to put a ton of stock in preseason football. But Gambo, let's say nobody ever said anything about Eno Benjamin this spring and this summer. Like nobody said, nobody said one word about him. Okay, and you just went by how these guys played in the three preseason games. There would be no doubt Keontae Ingram is making the team over Eno Benjamin in terms of how these guys performed. In the preseason. Eno was a seventh-round pick in 2020. Didn't play in 20. He's only got, believe it or not, he's only got 34 attempts for 118 yards in his NFL career. So two years, 2021, this would be his third year. He's got 34 attempts running the football for a 3.5-yard average and one touchdown. He doesn't have a lot of experience, but he's always a guy that they they, they they like him. And, I mean, they really like Eno Benjamin. Everybody does. So for some reason, you know, they I don't think that they cut Eno Benjamin just because I think he's a guy that they like. I personally, if I had to say right now, I don't think, I don't think anybody's getting cut. I, I think all five are going to make it. They're going to find a way to kind of engineer that roster that might not be that way all season long injuries may or you know certain roster deficits may cause you to to rethink that but if i had a guess right now and the reason why i believe that is i just don't think gms cut like to cut good football players no and i just think that all five of those running backs have earned themselves roster spots for various reasons and I think all five at the end of the day are going to be on the roster unless one of them is involved in any kind of trade package to acquire a cornerback to help this team win football games on Sundays. Yeah, look, James Conner, complete back. You know what you're getting. Darrell Williams, not flashy, very versatile in the run and pass game. Eno has looked like he's really grown up a lot. Um, dynamic, explosive, natural runner. And a kid from the USC has really popped for them. So it's a good, deep running back room, right? Unlike the cornerback room, your running back room is really deep. It's versatile. You've got a bunch of players in there that you like. Now, the other thing is, could you trade one of them? I don't know. I don't know if any of those guys are, you know, because if you're trading one, what are you going to trade? You're not going to trade Ward. You're not going to trade Eno. I don't think anybody's going to want those guys. They would want either your one or your two. You're not yeah. trading either of them. So while other positions, like you might be able to trade Isabella. You might be able to trade Dortch. You might be able to trade Demukeji. There's other positions where I think that they could trade. Even though they're deep at running back, I'd be surprised if they traded a running back. You could maybe add one of those guys into a deal to make it more enticing, but as a featured guy in a deal, your your third, fourth, or fifth running back, it's just not going to happen. Plus, the nature of that position, unlike cornerbacks, I don't want to say running backs are growing on trees because it's a disservice to guys who have made the National Football League. But, boy, it's a lot easier to find a running back who can be your third, fourth, or fifth running back 
on the waiver wire or wherever in the National Football League than it is to find a cornerback who can be your Uh-oh. third, fourth, or fifth cornerback, right? That that's that's the problem. So like your trade chip is a your trade chip of a running back. A lot of teams are like, yeah, great. You know, there's a lot. There's a I remember there's when running backs all over the place. Thanks a lot. I remember when Minnesota got Randy Moss, and then the next two years, everybody in that division just drafted cornerbacks. Like everybody was just, let's just draft corner because Randy Moss was so good. It was like, we got to find somebody that could match up with. So everybody's trying to draft these big cornerbacks every year to try because Randy Moss kind of changed that. I don't think I've ever seen a rookie come into the league and absolutely scare the daylights out of general managers. Yeah. Head coaches and yep. defensive coordinators no, was, like Randy Moss. He was so good to the point where he really changed the way everybody. Dra- his first year in the league, thirteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns. He was, that was his first year he in the was league. Uncoverable. Un- yep. he, he had a coming out party at Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football. The Packers at that point were pretty much invincible at Lambeau. I was actually at the game covering it. And Moss, I mean, it was it was early on in his career, so he hadn't really exploded yet on the national scene. And that game, I mean, I don't know, he had like 300 yards receiving and three touchdowns. I mean, they could, I mean, it was absolutely breathtaking. I have, ne- and he, he, had, he was on a team with Chris Carter and Jake Reed. And, and Moss, that rookie season, absolutely was probably the most phenomenal game wrecking individual specimen of a player I have ever seen in the league. Including, and that includes Barry Jerry Sanders, Rice. And that includes Jerry Rice. Mm. I mean, in terms of and each, but because he changed the way other teams drafted, because he was so uncoverable those first few years in Minnesota that everybody's like, "What do we do here?" So like, it did change the way teams drafted. Yeah, I think the Packers the drafted they, three cornerbacks the next year. The next the, year, ninety nine draft. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that look, up. Look it up. I think so. I mean, it's been, it's been twenty three years. My memory may have faded, but yeah. There's no question. I just remember. I remember, I remember that night at Lambeau. Oh my Field. God! Look at you, DB, DB, DB. How about that? First three, the first three. See, and that's what I was saying. I didn't even. They drafted. They drafted Randy Moss, Minnesota. He killed everybody, and then everybody was like, "Quarterbacks, just draft quarterbacks." Everybody. Did they draft three three DBs? Antoine Edwards in the first round, Fred Vincent in the second, Mike McKenzie in the third. DB, DB, DB. <laughs> I told you because of Randy Moss. Yeah, I it was know. because of Randy Moss. I, I know, I know. Everybody, but everybody was like, "I can't well, who, who, cover this guy." I don't, I don't know how we got on this topic, but I don't care. It's a phenomenal topic because I'm telling you, Randy <laughs> Moss, that that '98 Randy Moss season, I mean, brought the NFL to its knees. I again, listen, I we're not old enough to have seen Gale Sayers or Jim Brown. Yeah. Obviously, but like Walter Payton and Jerry Rice and some of these other guys that we have watched, nothing was like. Randy Moss, yeah. at his best when he came into the league in '98. By the way, they also unbelievable. Yeah. By the way, they also drafted a DB in the next year, and then they drafted a DB in the year after that, and then they drafted a DB in the year after that. <laughs> every year, it was like I, we got to try to get somebody because every year Randy Moss just kept killing everybody, and everybody's like, "Well, then plus, if you, what are you gonna do with Moss when you then you got Chris Carter they on drafted, the other side? They drafted three DBs in a row because of <laughs> Randy Moss. The Packers did. That's just some. That's crazy. Good man. Memory right there. All right. See, I remember that Randy Moss forced everybody to draft DBs. You remember that the Packers got three of them. I still got it. That's, All right, that's there you pretty go. impressive. <laughs> ASU football, the transfer woes. Oof, we'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 
Wolf and Luke, middays, 10 to 2. Why Somebody do a radio? fire up the chainsaw. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. That's is great. That a chainsaw passion, song? Is that from the yeah, 80s? Yes. Of course it was. You've never, you've yes. never heard that? Come on. Uh, I could I could identify the decade, though, just by the fact somebody was playing a chainsaw <laughs> as an instrument. I knew it was probably the 80s. Wolf and Luke, middays, 10 to 2, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Oh, there's nothing better, Basinonians, after a hard day's work than a great night's sleep. And to celebrate the American Worker Wolf, Brooklyn Betting's Labor Day sale is offering 25% off everything in-store and online now through September 5th. And here's the bonus. Brooklyn Betting's sister brand, Helix Sleep, known for their award-winning mattresses, are now available at Brooklyn Betting's 14 Basin locations. For the best sleep ever, get the best mattress ever at Brooklyn Betting. That's Brooklyn Betting, Arizona built for America's dreams. When it comes to hiring, you don't need to be doing all the searching, screening, and interviewing yourself. What you need is Indeed, the end-to-end solution that makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire quality candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Contractor license 282081, Air conditioners in a hot climate only last about 11 years, and no one ever has the money set aside for a new one. That's a problem. Financing can take the sting out of buying a new AC. Got us a great financing plan, Kenny? The best. How about that 11-year problem? Picture-perfect installation makes ACs last longer. The right way, not the easy way. Bingo. Best air conditioner. Perfect installation. Easy finance. G-O-E-T-T-L. We'll keep you cool, but it's hard to spell. Financing is provided by a third party to well-qualified buyers. Hi, it's Vince Murata for Ideal Home Loans, where first they listen, then they lend, and here's a phone number you'll want to write down or remember for all your mortgage needs, 602-899-7000. So if you're in the market to buy a home, you know how tough it is to get a home under contract, or you found yourself in a bidding war. Ideal Home Loans can help and wants to give you a leg up on the competition with their pre-approved process, which is like becoming a cash buyer thanks to the backing of Ideal Home Loans. Interest rates have risen, but they're still at historic low levels, so now is the time to call Ideal Home Loans at 602-899-7000. 7,000, whether you're buying or refinancing, to take advantage of these rates before they climb any higher. Owner Brent Ivinson leads the team of trustworthy salary-based lending specialists at Ideal Home Loans that has been helping people like you since 2001. At Ideal Home Loans, first they listen, then they lend, whether you're buying or refinancing. Call Ideal Home Loans today at 602-899-7000 or apply online at idealhomeloans.com. Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 136756, Arizona License, BK0937007. For terms and conditions, call 844 Hey everybody, it's Dan Bickley, and driving in Arizona can be a nightmare. There are hundreds of car accidents every day in the valley, and if you are ever hurt in a car, motorcycle, or trucking accident, or even a dog bite, there is only one firm to call, and that's Sweet James Accident Attorneys at 800-500-5200. For the last 15 years, Sweet James has helped tens of thousands of injured accident victims get the medical treatment they need, and they have won almost $1 billion for their clients with $100 million settled so far this year. You see, being hurt after an accident has a major impact on a person's life, and the last thing you need is to take it on alone. Sweet James has been voted best attorneys in America and their official accident attorney for the Phoenix Suns. And if they're good enough for the Suns, they're good enough for you. So call for a free consultation, 800-500-5200 and Sweet James. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo.
Vegas, you getting ready to take on the lumber jokes on Thursday. Hey. What? What? NAU's competitive. They could they, beat they could beat Arizona State. No, they Thursday. can't. Stop. Wait, stop. Didn't, wait, stop. Didn't, they cannot beat Arizona didn't State. Didn't they beat U of A last year? But that okay. They're not gonna beat ASU. Just stop. They're not gonna beat ASU. What if they do? Then the Herm should just like, okay, man, I'm just like, I can't do this I mean, they anymore. shouldn't have beaten U of A either. Okay, U of A was coming off of a, I mean, it was a disaster. It wasn't even a football program. <laughs> Jetfish has done a good job. He's got to get that thing going in the right direction right now. They're not going to beat, a, they're not going to beat ASU, okay? It's not even going to be close. ASU will win that game comfortably. They're not losing NAU. No, of course not. If they do lose to NAU, then the season's going to be a, <laughs> as bad as we think the we season's going to be. <laughs> so I saw the Athletic had a, a trans- for ranking, and it says uh, ranking lends Arizona hope and ASU worry because Arizona got the 18th best transfer, a wide receiver named Jacob Cowing from UTEP, and they also got Jaden Delora, the Washington State quarterback, who's pretty good, and he's ranked 64th. So U of A added two players in the top 100. They added two of the best transfers. Now, ASU... They lost Ricky Pearsall to Florida. He was rated as the 36th best transfer. They lost Eric Gentry to USC. He was rated as the 44th best one. They lost uh, Johnny Wilson to Florida State, 50th. They did add the 55th best in Xavier Valade from Wyoming. Where was Emory Jones ranked on this? He is not in here, Emory Jones. That doesn't bode not in well. Here. They lost Jermaine Lolay. He was the number 56 transfer to Louisville. They lost Jaden Daniels to LSU. He was ranked 68th. They lost Tommy Hill to Nebraska. He was 85th. And he lost Chip Trainum to Ohio State. So they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the top 100 transfers left ASU to go elsewhere. So that's what this ranking is saying. And ASU really took a beating on the transfers that they lost. They listen, listen, no doubt about it. They lost some quality kids. They did. Look, I mean, look at the list of the schools these kids went to. Florida State, Ohio State, USC, LSU, Florida, and Nebraska. Now, a couple of those are on, on downtrends right now, Florida State and Nebraska. Yeah, poor Tommy still. Hillman. He has to play for Scott Frost. Yeah. Hey, I got a great idea. Let's, Let's try an onside kick. Let's get these fans and double it up on their feet. The hell they didn't know what they were watching anyway, but Scott Frost, onside kick. They recover it. Northwestern. Northwestern goes on to win the game, and somehow Scott Frost still has a job as the head coach of the Cornhuskers. Frost is 15 and 30. How many games in a row have they lost? They've lost seven in a row by seven seven straight games. Crazy. What's his record? He's 15 and 30. God. At Nebraska. And they fired Frank Solich because he wasn't Osborne. Solich was winning like nine or ten games a year. Every year. But it wasn't national championships. Like like Osborne won three. A couple things. So I they think. get rid of Solich. And then would they go to Callahan? Cal- Mike, Mike Riley, Polini. Uh, so they haven't been able to get a coach since. It's listen, a shame they, what happened in Nebraska football. The, shame. Listen, the, uh, the not only the, the great teams of the 90s, but even 2001 with Eric Crouch, they were ranked number one uh, during the regular season. I mean, they played for the national championship. They got rolled by Miami, but nonetheless, I, I just think, Gamble, the way, the way football has recruiting especially has gone over the last 20 years, boy, 
uh, unless you are contending for a national championship, tough to get kids to go to Lincoln, Nebraska to play. Tough to get kids to go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Why? It, it, you know why the the history, the tradition. I, I know, mean, but these Nebraska kids, these kids, football. these kids don't. They don't. The kids today weren't alive for that. I mean, all, all, the you know, best they, play, the best college football player I've ever seen in my life is Tommy Frazier. He was, That's my best. Among them, yeah. yeah. He's I think they just scored again against the Gators. Unbelievable option he quarterback. He was... Yeah, they couldn't tackle him. I mean, it was unbelievable. I know. He was unstoppable. <laughs> I know. Tommy, like... And, and that, most people won't say that. They'll say, you know, somebody else. I'll say a running back. But Tommy Frazier, what, that's the best team I've ever seen, that Nebraska team. Yeah. That team was that team was unbelievable. And I think they lost. Hey, hey listen, we're talking Nebraska football. Somebody somebody has to be out there happy about that. I think they lost a little bit of their soul when they went to the Big Ten. I totally agree. You know, just something, I about, totally agree. something about not playing Big 12 football not in playing Texas Oklahoma. and Oklahoma and play, you know, playing Colorado. That, that, was, that was their identity, and that was their recruiting footprint in that area of the country. And suddenly, you know, you're playing Michigan and Ohio State and Rutgers and Maryland. It's just Wisconsin. Like, you're just, it's, it just, it hasn't been the same for them. It was a money grab. I understand why they did it from an administration standpoint, but it's never quite been the same. And then you make a few bad coaching hires. Suddenly, you're not a national championship contender, and you got kids that want to go to the SEC and want to go to Ohio State. Dominant program under Osborne. They were so great. And also, you know what? They were so great under Osborne. Like, how do kids not want to go to Lincoln, Nebraska to play for the Quantars? I don't get it. They also ran the option, right? They don't do that anymore. But I just wonder if still, even though it's been 20 years, does the stigma of being an option team still linger in terms of... Just plug in that 96 Fiesta Bowl, man. Watch this. You want to play here? Watch this. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. Look at that. Look Tommy at that. There he goes. Frazier. And he ain't wearing no clothes. Oh, yes, they call him the streak. Woo. Look at that. Look at that. Remember that song? No. You don't remember that song? No, what song is that? <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> I'm like, what? You don't remember that song? No, what is that? Oh, come on. You're like almost my age. Yeah, but what is it? You never the, heard of the streak? The streak? No. Uh-huh. No. I'm over there and I said, don't look out the I'm, looking, be, I'm looking for help behind the glass, and I'm getting these, nothing. These are kids. They I know, don't they're, know I know. The they're babies back there. I don't know the streak. I, I was at the gas station. I was hauling over there. I said, don't look out the <laughs> It's too late. <laughs> oh, my God. That was one of the funniest All songs right. of my lifetime. All right, let me let me go back. Let me go. Let me go back to ASU. Um, so the transfer portal thing didn't work out very well for them. Then there was another piece done today that I thought was pretty interesting, and they are going to beat NAU. Don't worry about that. Herm Edwards signed through the twenty four season, three point seven million dollars, uh, and it says his seat temperature is Death Valley. It says the Sun Devils had a premium opportunity to take charge of the South when Edwards arrived, and this is the thing I think that hurts the most. Right, USC was cycling down. USC was floundering and Utah had yet to rise. Five years later, ASU's facing facing a double whammy. The championship window is closed. They're mirrored in a recruiting scandal. And they say this, we expect the NCAA's notice of allegations to include charges against Edwards directly. This is on John Wilner's piece in the Mercury News. John Wilner, the number one Pac-12 writer, says we expect the NCAA's notice of allegations to include charges against Edwards directly. Hard to imagine ASU retaining him in that case. Well, no, of course not. Give him the blindfold and the cigarette. I mean, come listen, on. I, I, everything I had heard is I, that they were going to say 
I think from the ASU side of it, it was just a bump. It was a chance meeting. He never organized anything. He didn't know about it. He didn't directly set any of this stuff up. If he met with the kid because he was walking, hey, coach, why don't you do so? Oh, hi, how you doing? They call it a bump, just a bump meeting. So if he was involved and if he is going to be, you know, charges against him directly, I, I, I would like to see if it's because of, of him actually having knowledge of any of the stuff that was going on. Do you believe that? Does John Gambadoro believe that? I think that? it's possible. Yeah, I don't think it's possible I think it, You don't think it's possible no, at all? I think that's absolutely... That Antonio Pierce or maybe others acted on their own? I, I think... You don't think I, it's possible I, no, no, some yeah, of those guys here's what during the pandemic when nobody was at the college? I, you don't think anybody... I think those guys were the masterminds. I think they set it all up. I think they made sure the kids got tickets and snuck them in the back door of the stadium. But you can't tell me that Herm Edwards had no idea it was going on. He may have not actually handled the logistics, but he absolutely... And listen, when the evidence all comes out, I, th- I think... Yeah, I, maybe he'll be right. I know. Listen, I, I think Herm took pictures with some of these kids. You know, so they, they bring him up. They bring him up the back stairs to Herm's office there that overlooks the field there. I mean, listen, I, I mean, come on. It's human nature. If, if Herm doesn't know about it or approve it, he's going to be he's going to be like, what he's are these kids anyway. doing here? Listen, he's guilty. Like He's somewhat guilty. Anyway, he runs the program. I get it. I just I, I wonder if he set it up. All right. The Arizona Diamondbacks are calling up their prized possession and number one prospect for a game tonight against the Phillies. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.